Hey, you're listening to Lutheranism 101 Worship. I'm Adam. And I'm Matt. And today we are talking about the church year. Yeah, so as we've been going through the divine service and why we're doing all of this here at New City, uh, we're recognizing that God is just, he's claiming and reclaiming every part of our life. And so for uh, this episode, we're really uh, looking at God's redemption of time and giving us seasons and festivals and things to just base our year around. So remember, the divine service is God's service to us, mm-hmm. that he calls us to gather and enjoy and receive his gifts to us. And so he calls us <clears throat> in body, in mind, and soul. And so as we gather uh, year in and year out on weekly rhythms and in seasons through winter, spring, summer, and fall, we're gathering these gifts, and he sets apart these seasons to give us his good gifts. It's, it's really cool. It's not just about your mind and academic, but it's also the experience of seeing the colors, yeah, of singing the songs, of the movement of the seasons and how we celebrate them in Easter and in Christmas and the regular time after Pentecost. Like These set apart um, the rhythm of our life. And then we remember these things because they tell us who we are ultimately. Yeah. And so th- this is really is a natural like expression of what the divine service is doing. So if you recall s- some of our previous episodes about how the divine service sets up a rhythm for us and <clears throat> that we're remembering the story through reenactment. Right. So of course, setting up a church year, a church calendar where there are Uh, seasonal rhythms that naturally reenact the story and retell the story, of course we're going to do this. Of course it's going to occur to Christians to set this up. Because it keeps the the gospel at the center of Christian worship. Yeah. Um, So the retelling of our story through time is, again, centered all around God's saving deeds in the past, present, and future. Mm -hmm. And so as we go through the church year, we're recalling what God's done in the past, what he's doing now, and what he's promised to do in the future. And then, as Adam said before, it gives us this identity, and it gives us our goal. What are we looking toward what are we moving toward? We're moving toward the recreation of all things, the restoration of heaven and earth and a world done right. Yeah, the resurrection. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> you said, what's our goal? But mm-hmm. you also said, what's our identity? And yeah. so it's re-anchoring that we are the children of faith, secured by the work of Christ with the purpose of loving him and our neighbors, loving God and our neighbors. So that's our identity. And then we're gathered around enjoying, receiving these promises that have from past, present, future. Yes, yes. Um, uh, yeah, so it starts off with, for the, the Christian service, it starts off with Easter's every Sunday. Right. Uh, so starting off with, we worship on Sundays. This was the first big break from uh, Judaism, Judaism is a... Uh, moving from Saturday to Sunday as a time for worship. And we do that because that's when Christ resurrected from the dead as just as Sunday is the first day of creation. Well, now because of Christ's resurrection, Sunday is the first day of recreation. That's the eighth day, the Mm -hmm. day that uh, we didn't get to because of sin. Mm -hmm. Now is reopened the eighth day, the new creation. But it is interesting at, at 
at some point in your Christian life, you'll meet somebody, you'll get something in the mail that says, you're sinning by worshiping on Sunday. Right. That God set up the Sabbath on Saturday. And our response is, yeah, the Sabbath was established on Saturday. Mm -hmm. But then the most cataclysmic event in the history of the universe happened in Jesus' death and resurrection. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so the church has, it is important to know that um, as early as like Justin Martyr I mean, as, as early as in Corinthians. Yeah. I mean, in... <clears throat> uh, Corinthians and then even uh, the Apostle John in Revelation right. gives reference to worshiping on the Lord's Day, which is Sunday. So as soon as Jesus rises from the dead, you know, the establishment of worship is now moved to celebrate and never forget that day he rose from the dead because we will rise from the dead because of him. So mm-hmm. if you ever get confused about Sunday... That's why we do it. We remember that because it is a little Easter. Mm-hmm. Now, we're also free to go through divine service any day of the week. Yeah, we are. And uh, Colossians does a good job of talking about this, about how because we've, we are, as Christians, we are entering into Christ's eternal rest even now. And so we are free to celebrate and Sabbath with our Savior any day of the week. Right. But we don't want to let go at the same time. We still hold on to Sunday because that's the day our, our Lord rose from the yeah, dead. Yeah, it's just a natural time to celebrate it. And again, all these things are an act. So meeting on Sunday is a time and place which reinforces what we believe mm-hmm. and who we are without us, it, without it being locked in our own minds or hearts, you know? Yeah. It's an actual thing. All right, so <clears throat> you, you're about to break down the seasons, right? Yeah, so Let's we get have... an overview of that. We have three major seasons within the church year. So we have the time of Christmas, which includes Advent, Christmas, and Epiphany. We have the time of Easter, which includes Lent, Holy Week, and then the Easter season. And then we have the time of the church, which starts at Pentecost and then goes all the way through the rest of the year into Advent again. And each one of these seasons is uh, demarcated by a different color. Okay, before you go color, yeah, the big theme I, I was, yeah, 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 I was remembering. So the time of Christmas is Father. Yes. God gives his he's giving Father his Christmas. son. God he's coming to earth, and then the time of Easter is the Son, mm-hmm. and then the time of the Church is season after Pentecost is the Holy Spirit. So the three main times. Christmas, Easter, and Pentecost are also in line with Father, the activity of Father, Father Son, Son, and Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yeah. Which I think is just cool. Uh, it's, again, reinforcing that everything we do is about receiving these gifts from our God who has made himself known, given us his name. He's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, given us his Son, given mm-hmm. us his Spirit. So it just is all to reinforce that. Yeah. So then on top of that, we have colors to then visually reinforce the season that we are in. Yeah. And so we have, just to give you a breakdown of the different colors and what they mean, so we have white and white or gold, and those are always used for festivals of Christ and saints' days, uh, as uh, you are, Christ is holy, sanctified, and he's sharing his holiness and righteousness with yeah, the his res- people. Yeah, and the resurrection of Christ mm-hmm. or the Mount of Transfiguration and in Revelation, it's like he's in white. It's in white. beautiful, yeah. perfect. So that's what we use for the celebrations and festivals of Christ. Then we have uh, red which is used for Pentecost and for martyrs. Uh, is red? 
Only a couple days. Out of yeah. The, only a couple Sundays out of the year. But yeah, red is fire mm-hmm. and, uh, and blood. And blood. <laughs> yeah. Fire and blood. Fire and blood. So Pentecost, so Pentecost again when the Holy Spirit descended on the apostles in tongues of fire. Uh, red is also used for ordination of pastors because, again, it's the idea of them being set apart by the Holy Spirit to proclaim the words of God. Yeah. Uh, we have violet, which represents repentance. Yeah, so the, the repentance, so we use violet during uh, Advent. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, the preparation for Christmas is penitential with some hope. But, but before we go there... And then Lent, we use purple. And the reason we use purple or violet is the robes they put on Christ, mocking him as king. Yeah, as right before he was crucified. Yeah, so as they're mocking him, saying, oh, the king of the Jews, they're uh, pretend robing him in purple. And we're, so we're identifying with the expectation of salvation in the midst of being mocked, in the midst of persecution, in the midst of suffering, mm. uh, the reality of a sinful world. Yeah, so... For a long time, Advent and Lent were both considered repent, repentance or penitential seasons, yeah. and so seasons of sorrow, and you might be going, so Advent is the time for, uh, you're preparing for Christmas, mm-hmm. and you might be like, why is that, why would that be seen as a time of sorrow? And it's because you're looking toward the, re- the coming of the Messiah, but you don't know if his coming is going to be judgment or peace. And so there's a moment of like, uh, is he going to come? Is he going to show up? And when he does show up, is it going to be with a sword or with a a flower? Like you don't know. Um, Yeah, because there's 500 years of silence, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So you think of the time before Christmas is a dark time of suffering and waiting and not knowing when. And so you, you're in this season of repenting going, come, you know, God have mercy. And then mm-hmm. he comes as a child. Yes. As one of us. Yeah. And so now it's great joy. Yeah. So recently they've decided to differentiate Advent and Lent. And so they made Advent blue, uh, because it's a mixture of sorrow and joy. However, we just have, Violet, that's just the pyramids yeah. we have right now. So we're rocking the old style right we're now. We're going old school right now because that's what we have. And then our final color is green. And that just, again, represents the life and growth that we have in Christ. So... Yeah, so it's after... Pente- so they call it after Pentecost. We've been mm-hmm. putting that on our bulletin. It's the 12th, 13th, 15th week after Pentecost. It's the time of growth where the Holy Spirit is sanctifying, where uh, the Holy Spirit is using the word of God to create faith, lead us to Christ. Uh, so it's just growth, any kind of normal growth mm-hmm. and green. So, uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. So then just to break down each little part a little bit more. So we have the, the beginning of the church year starts with Advent as we are uh, preparing for the coming of Christ. So and, November. So, yeah, we have November and we have four weeks mm-hmm. where... We even have the wreaths with the four candles that we light, remembering that Christ is coming as a light in the darkness. Yeah. And it's, it is supposed to be this dark 
time as we're waiting for the light of the world to enter into. Yeah, and our cultures, our cultures pushed everything. You know, it's kind of classic. We, <clears throat> our culture doesn't want to spend any time in repentance. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so, of course, Christmas time has been pushed into Advent. So, like, all, you're supposed to be celebrating everything before Christmas, right? Uh, but that's not how the church works. The church then is you're in a repentant hope for Christ. When Christ comes, you know, that's why we have the candlelight service on Christmas Eve. It's dark. Is the light of the world, is he coming? We hope he is. And we Mm -hmm. celebrate he is. And sure enough, then Christmas opens up the next, it's like Christmas season is where you're supposed to celebrate and sing all the Christmas songs. But we, you know, we're trying to navigate the world and, and the, the world of faith that it's our and so we it's challenging yes but we're moving in those directions and and i think it's a good place to begin going oh i should i have to start to realize there's a hope leading towards christmas which is better than just skipping skipping the repentance yeah so so then we enter into christmas and what's interesting for the church and you guys might be aware of this just from the song the 12 days of christmas but The, the church was the one who created 12 days of celebration starting from December 25th going into January 6th of we are going to spend 12 days celebrating the birth of Christ. Yeah, it's crazy. I've never grown up in church. No. Not in the Lutheran church, just in a normal American kind of evangelical church. Never, ever heard of these things, figured once Christmas was over, it was the day was over. Right. Even though we sang the 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. But what if this year we did like every, so what if we engage these feasts this year? Ah, Even just with a meal and we do the service around them. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So that could be really cool. This could be really cool. So again, for us. It probably is cool. We just don't know it's cool There's 12 days of celebration of the birth of Christ. And just a couple things. Because the Christmas season, what the world tries to tell you is that Christians hijacked the Christmas season from the <laughs> pagans. Yeah. Um, and that we, we took this day as like, oh, it was a Roman pagan day dedicated to the sun god. And now, now we're going to use it and say it's the birth of Christ. Well, Christians were celebrating the birth of Christ around this time. Uh, even before the the popularization of the cult of the sun god. So they had been doing this for a while. Um, and so it's probably most likely actually the time Jesus was born. It was around in between December 25th to January 6th. Uh, and so this was the common tradition for Christians to do. The other thing that I thought was cool was that the Christmas tree is also a Christian tradition that was established where you have a tree and then they would put uh, golden baubles on it to represent fruit yeah. because it's the tree of life that now the tree of life, which is Christ as a child, has been born into the world again yeah. th- from whom we eat. Like... Just again, it's like all these symbols well, and are just would, to reinforce the story to us. Right. And so they, you know, put baubles or, yeah. or ornaments that look like fruit. But then also uh, they made symbols of dried bread to remind us that Christ feeds us with his body in the Lord's Supper. So this is a tree of life in your house. Yeah. And imagine, we, I really want to try to celebrate 
the 12 days this year. Yeah, I think we, we should gotta get on look that. into it. Um, so that's Christmas. And then we get into Epiphany, the season of Epiphany. And this is all dedicated to the revelation of Christ to the Gentiles. Right. It's like, you know, I've had an epiphany. Something made sense to me. Mm-hmm. It's a, re- a revealing of something you previously didn't understand. And so this is all kicked off with the Magi. The rest of the world is understanding that the Christ is here. <laughs> like, and he's, for, he's here for us, not just the Jews. Right. It's, so it's epiphany. And then it goes on. The season goes on to celebrate... Um, those types of things, right? So it focuses on Jesus' miracles. That reveals his divinity and are signs that are pointing to the truth. And, and, then, um, it, and then it all leads to the transfiguration of Christ where he reveals himself in his full glory to uh, Peter, John, and James. Yeah, so, I mean, epiphany. Everything's being revealed. It's being revealed to Gentiles. It's being revealed that he's human. It's mm-hmm. that Jesus is God in the flesh, that he's also divine, and uh, leading to the cross, like it's it's a it's a great time, and then I think it ends with. Well, I, I thought it ended. Never mind. No, it ends with the transfiguration. Transfiguration. Sorry. Yeah. So then we go into Lent, and so now we enter into the season of Lent, where we are. Uh, it's a time of repentance. The time as we recognize Christ going to the cross for us. And so we are identifying with uh, the sorrow of Christ, the persecution of Christ, the suffering of Christ. And we do this willingly, uh, knowing we suffer with Christ, we die with Christ, we are raised with Christ. And yeah. so that's, that's the main focus of the season of Lent. It's had a bunch of different focuses uh, prior. Uh, so before, for like the first use of Lent was a time of uh, teaching new converts. And it was 40 days of preparation before new converts were baptized into the church and then were given on Easter night and then were given Lord's Supper for the first time on Easter yeah, uh, I also liked how Lent became a time of repentance for, for people who had been excommunicated mm-hmm. and wished to repent and be forgiven in time to commune at Easter. Yes. So it's like this 40-day period where you're like, I, I want to make it right. I want to repent. I want to learn. I want to be a, a disciple. And mm-hmm. so there's, uh, you're giving up a lot to do this. But I just love the idea. I was thinking, you know, in our culture, there's not a lot of excommunication going on. People actually my view is they excommunicate themselves. They just Mm. take themselves out of the church. They stop going because they don't like something and they try to judge the church before they get judged. And so imagine Lent as a time of saying, um, I'm going to not excommunicate myself and repent for my view of being superior, my view of me being God and telling God what to do and telling his people what to do. I repent and I'm going to use these 40 days to come back Mm-hmm. and prepare myself to take communion on Easter Sunday. You know, it's, it's a really cool, and it's a cool time, and, you know, we've used it to love on each other and to give things up. But really, it's uh, throughout this season, we have, to, we have to keep these two things in mind. We, we repent, but we also know Christ is, is going to overcome death, you know. And so we're really identifying with the state 
that we find ourselves in sin, that we're sinner and saint. And so it's really grappling with the fact that I'm still a sinner and I need Christ and yeah. have mercy and reset these things um, in my life. Yeah, and then this is a time, too, where even on Sunday we we get rid of flowers, we drop certain songs um, in order to just keep us in that mindset of this is a this is a penitential season this is a time for repentance uh it's 40 days long identifying you know with uh, 40 years in the wilderness the 40 day flood 40 days of temptation for christ right yeah and so then we get into easter which then switches back to white and we bring flowers in, we decorate everything, we go all out because Easter for the church was the main holiday. Yeah. Not Christmas. Easter was the peak of the entire year. Why? Because this is the recreation of all things. This is the resurrection. This is our hope yeah. uh, that Christ defeated death for us. And so this is the one that we go crazy for. Right. Easter is the fulfillment of Passover. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like this is what's been going through the scriptures from very, from the beginning. And so now here it is fulfilled, the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world, killed and overcoming death in his resurrection. So uh, we celebrate, but that's why Pascha is Greek for Passover. Um, And so this is the Paschal lamb. Easter. Yes. So this is the Paschal season. And and again, just to highlight the difference between Christmas and Easter. So the Easter was such a big holiday that this, unlike Christmas, which got 12 days, which yeah. is greater than on one day right now, and Easter got 50 days. 50 days of celebration. Yeah. Which overwhelms the 40 days of Lent. So you have 50 days of celebration, overwhelming, overshadowing the 40 days of uh, sorrow and leading us into Pentecost. You know, ironically, with all the things that we have in our culture now, in American culture, what we really dropped the ball on celebrating. No, yeah, we're horrible at celebrating. We don't, like, we've allowed the world to tell us when to celebrate Mm -hmm. and it's just hijacked it. And so Easter is like one day, it's like two hours of celebration. Mm-hmm. And they take something like the Easter egg. You know, the Easter egg is an ancient symbol of Christ breaking forth from the tomb. So we're fine with Easter eggs. But the Easter bunny is a complete distraction from, true, from the true faith. Yeah. And so it, our celebrating is reduced to like half a day, a meal uh, with family and friends. Obligatory meal with family. But really, this should be 50 days of celebration. Mm-hmm. So we, we need to practice. I think the rebuke for this year, going into 20, the end of 22, 23, we need to figure out how to celebrate Christmas properly. At least like some 12-day fest. Like we got to figure it out. And it sounds like the, the history of the church has already figured, figured it out, out for so us. So we can look back and we see We got to look back, did. but we just got to look back. And it's like we're finding, it's like, what was it, Josiah? I found the book of the law yes. the first time. Let's do this <laughs> stuff. So we're repenting. Really, our repentance is... As pastors, we haven't led people in celebrating. I mean, we're, we've shortchanged everybody. It looks like, what, 62 days of celebration. <laughs> and we've given them, what, three? Yeah. Instead, so they've gotten three half days. So it ends up to be maybe a f- one day of celebration 
We've shortchanged you 61 days of celebration. Yes. Forgive us. Forgive us. Because I want to celebrate properly, and uh, it sounds like people in the past have understood this. Mm-hmm. And it's worth celebrating. So Easter, let's, let's try, uh, you know, I mean, we'll do what we can. We, we'll do what we can. <laughs> We're but... aiming for 50 days. Maybe we just hit, you know, maybe we hit 10, and then but next yeah. year 20, and the next We'll figure it out. I think it's great uh, and something worth moving into. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then we have Pentecost, which is the end of the 50 days. The, we have the restoration of the spirit of God to his people. Uh, That's great. And then that leads us into the next, the next season, which is half the year, is the season of the church. And again, that's focusing on living in the kingdom of God now as we wait for Christ's return. Yeah, and it's really a season of you know repentance and faith. I mean, as we've been preaching through, we're in in Luke this this year, and yeah, the green season is beautiful and tough. Yes, Jesus is pounding us <laughs> with reality, but the beautiful good news is uh, repentance and faith. I mean, you're saved through repentance and faith mm-hmm. in Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's a time of growth and learning. So we don't have to be scared of all the blemishes and shortcomings in our faith that are exposed during this growth season. We, uh, we rejoice still in what happened at, at Easter and what happened at Christmas and what's happening now in the green season. So, um, of course, we've talked about the lectionary and this is what guides us. So mm-hmm. we're not just preaching or making up these church seasons to try and figure out, oh, what's the, what's the rhythm and seasons of our culture? Okay, school starts here, and this happens here, and Valentine's Day, and Mother's Day. In fact, we're not following the worldly calendar anymore. We're following this historic calendar and lectionary, which simply is leading us through the book, right? Yes. Um, and so the lectionary is historic, and the, the main idea there is that we want to make sure that we're preaching the gospel. We're preaching the whole counsel of God. So there's mm-hmm. Old Testament readings, there's epistle readings, and then there's gospel readings. Mm-hmm. And then there's psalm readings. And yeah. so uh, one of the high points of divine service is God's gift to us is his word. And so we take time to read that word. We don't pick and choose. As you, and if you've been coming to New City, you know in the last three months... We have not been choosing these passages to <laughs> preach on where Jesus is saying things like, hate your mother and your father. Yeah. <laughs> or he's saying things, you know. He's, I came to bring a sword, not peace. Yeah, I, didn't, like, I came like, to bring what? division. Or it's, he's saying all sorts of hard things. And honestly, if we didn't have the lectionary, we, we, I, I'll, I'll I just would be, skip. I would be completely honest with you. I love the Lord. I love his word, but I would not choose to preach these. I would just naturally want to preach whatever's in my wheelhouse, right? Correct. Or whatever I'm working on right now, I would find those passages. Or whatever is hip and cool. So like, oh, it feels like the world needs to understand being poor. <laughs> Let's do that and, or something. And the beauty of the lectionary is it keeps us anchored to the whole scriptures. And I have to, Matt and I have to wrestle with it just as much as you have to wrestle yeah. with it. And it does its work. And and the lectionary is also built around the seasons, the church the church right. year, which is awesome and a great help. It is. So yeah, so this is uh, our overview of the church year and God's redemption of time. And so thank you for joining us. Yeah. We'll talk to you next time. It's been good.